What are the options now for the Kansas City Chiefs to add a veteran receiver? And what does it look like in terms of who's going to score the touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023 today on Locked on Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, folks. We started a brand new week, and here we go. Hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day. And uh, kudos out to everybody who has served and lost, uh, including some folks in my family. So hope you're enjoying this particular holiday this particular year. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. You can get a great deal over there right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We're going to go over, obviously, news late in the week about DeAndre Hopkins being released. What does that look like for the Kansas City Chiefs? There's been a lot of talk lately about two teams that had a lot of interest pre when it was trade. Now, what does that mean? And then later in the show, I want to get to, to know what I think is going to happen in terms of who puts the ball in the end zone this year and what Chris thinks. We'll get you that and, and we'll look for your opinions as well. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make another Lockdown Show your next listen for you every day. As I know you're looking forward to this tomorrow, we're going to talk about the Mahomes contract, what's coming down the line, and if the timeline has sped up. We appreciate you locos being here with us all the time very much, and we're going to give you everything that we can, full 360 on this team. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. There's a lot to talk about when you start looking at Patrick Mahomes' contract. And as Ryan said, we'll get that to that tomorrow. Also, a lot to talk about with DeAndre Hopkins actually being released. That's kind of a surprise move. It happened on Friday. Uh, so something to talk about there. Uh, we do want to tell you that you can now text us. We have this new text line. Text us at 816-357-8781. We do appreciate the people that have already started to to text us and we are responding as we can so and there will be a lot more coming out especially toward training camp and during the season it's a much more direct line to the show and to us and uh, we're looking to grow that i hope you guys will participate with that it's again 816-357-8781 now the news came out <clears throat> i did a, a bit of a live reaction on rgr because i just happened to be uh right there at the time the question becomes, and we talked about this pretty much the whole time um, that the lead up was that we knew that they were unhappy, the whole back and forth about DeAndre never asked to be traded and all that kind of bull. In the end, reality hits. I find it a little intriguing that they chose not to do it as a June 2nd designation. So that they are not splitting the cap cost here, that cap hit on the Arizona Cardinals. They just chose to rip the bandaid off and take it all right now. Either way, it doesn't matter for the Kansas City Chiefs because they were one of the teams that were in the fray for DeAndre Hawkins before it got to this point. Does that mean to you, Chris, that this is more like that they're they're rounding into form? It feels like the Chiefs should be one of the top contenders. Do you agree with that? Uh, unfortunately, as it, everything comes down to what I, we've been talking about when it comes to DeAndre Hawkins, it depends on the money. And the reality is Kansas City right now in their salary cap space is looked at to be $652,000. Let's not forget the 171 or whatever it was a couple years ago before the St. Patrick and they signed Chris Jones. 177, thank you. Uh, But to be clear, they don't even have enough money to count for his first year salary under the salary cap, which makes it very hard to be able to do anything uh, without any kind of restructure for anybody. And obviously they're going to have to do a restructure for somebody at some point. So, um, you know, 
I'm expecting to deal with Chris Jones to get done at some point in the near future, but that still hasn't happened at this point. And, and that's kind of where I'm at, like timeline wise. If the Chris Jones deal doesn't get done, then there's no money, period. It's just that straightforward. We expect that these things, you know, are are, are kind of hyped when they first happen <clears throat> and everybody rushes to the table. It's not really always the case in the NFL. You see some of these things drag out, like uh, OBJ's saga to get to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, could see something similar here. But the Chiefs and the Bills were heavily in on it when it was a trade. They were considering it, doing something before. So, and we'll talk about fit in a minute, but do you think that, that that particular fact makes it more likely that they are trying to work a way to get some deal done in order to pursue this again? I would expect that they're trying to get something done, but I think they've been trying to do something with Chris Jones, and maybe this is the catalyst to get that deal done because that would give them the ability to do it. But I just want to throw out really quick, the other thing that doesn't hit the Chiefs cap yet is they haven't signed Rasheed Rice to a contract that I have seen. And if that's truly the case, then he still has a signing bonus that hasn't hit the cap yet. So yeah. it's even less than 652000 It's whatever his signing bonus is going to be out prorated. So they're going to have to get something done with somebody else. And Chris Jones is the easiest way to get it done to free up a lot of money to get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. But they can do a restructure with a couple of different guys and get enough to get a veteran minimum contract on the roster. The question is, is he willing to load it up with incentives? That, that is the question. I mean, and the odds are against it. And, folks, we are brought to you today by FanDuel. So uh, odds are a part of this. But I, I keep coming back to the fact that if they had that much interest where they were willing to give up draft assets, they have to be willing to do what they have to do to work this. I'm not sure Chris Jones is the only option here. There are other ways that you could recoup some money. I, I know they went to the well with Patrick at once, but they didn't take the whole amount. Now, that date came and went, so I'm not sure what the penalty would be if they tried to restructure again and reclaim some of that. Is that over and done? That's over and done unless they do a restructure on his base salary, which would push out more cap space. Uh, they could do that, but they have other people. There's, you know, they could, you know, Joe Tooney, Travis Kelsey, those are guys, Justin Reed, those are guys you could restructure that would make a lot more sense and give you more cap space than a guy like Patrick Mahomes on his base salary at this point. That's that's kind of the way that I feel too. Like there are bigger options, um, more plentiful options. What is uh, what's Legarius need against the cap this year? That's what I want to know. In the final year of his rookie contract as a second rounder, where does he come in? And is there anything that 2. getting 1. that deal done? Two point seven. Okay. So no, so you, you really yeah. don't get much. Nah, maybe like one and a half is about all you could get there probably. So that makes it difficult. It also makes it difficult to squeeze him onto the field. Uh, what would it look like? What are, what are the possibilities? We're going to talk about that right after this because I do want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. It's it's the heat of the NBA playoffs right now. I know it's been crazy, and I know you guys have been enjoying it. And right now, you can also enjoy a no-sweat first bet because right now, that's what FanDuel is giving away. That gives you – and listen up because this has changed. I want you guys to hear this. When you sign up now as a new user, you get a no-sweat first bet for up to $2,500. If your first bet loses, that's 2500 bucks in free bets applied to your account if your first bet goes down the drain. There's no better place to get into playoff action right now than America's number one sports book. It is FanDuel. You can line up, line up today right now at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can sign up today as well at FanDuel.com slash locked on for that $2,500 no sweat first bet bonus bets if your first bet loses. Check it all out at FanDuel the sports betting partner officially of the NBA, the MLB, and the NFL. 
the question, if you look at a veteran like that, <clears throat> comes back to how, how do you fit it in? I, I feel like they have to have a plan already in place because they're already trying to work the trade. And the fact that it's Albert Breer has revealed that it is the Bills and the Chiefs that were the farthest along in trying to acquire him via trade prior to this release. Um, that has to feel like that is got to still keep them in, in the top two. Maybe. Kansas City also went out and drafted a guy that w- that's drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round. Does that change their plans at the receiver position? Uh, my hope is that it doesn't because the thing that I wanted to benefit from this, aside from everything on the field that we could talk about, I like the concept of Rasheed's a contact guy. He's a go-win, the 50-50 ball kind of guy. He can learn from DeAndre Hopkins in ways that maybe takes you a lot longer if you're just being instructed rather than led by example and working with the player who, honestly, at one point, DeAndre Hopkins was the top of the game in the 50-50 ball in this league. Uh, maybe maybe that's still arguable right now. No, and I don't disagree with you. I think that he could learn a lot from DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not saying that it takes Kansas City out of the running. I just wonder if it changes their priority level and how much they're willing to do. Uh, because they went and drafted a guy that, to kind of play that role. Uh, whether or not he's going to be a guy that can step in and do something this year uh, remains to be seen, but the reality is they did go draft another wide receiver in the second round. Would they have done that if they would have traded for DeAndre Hopkins? I would guess probably not. But the other thing that plays into this that we haven't discussed is do you go and make this move if you can, one, to make your roster better, but also to keep them off the bills? <laughs> that is a very good point. And it's funny, Andy always says, we want as many good players on this team as we can possibly get. And for those of you that are out there saying right now, you guys are cracked, why would we go do this? They have already more quality receivers than they can probably get on the field. Here's the thing. It's worth it because an addition of DeAndre Hopkins to this roster gives you development, experienced leadership in the room for what is a very, very young receiver room. It also makes you nearly unstoppable offensively right now today. Yes, well, they can go to a Super Bowl with this crew. They've proved it. But this like this makes it like Everest for every other team, in my opinion. I was going to say, I think they become the number one contender for the Super Bowl to repeat if they go and sign DeAndre Hopkins because I think their offense is going to be that good. The other thing that we have to take into consideration here. I completely is- agree. And this was hit at, the at. The day. Competing is competing. Being able to destroy your opponents is a different thing. And I think that's probably what we all in Kansas City have struggled with a little bit in pulling for this team. And the performance that we haven't had lately is I, I want to see it taken to the next level where it, it's it's domination. That's what I'm looking for. What do you think? I agree. I think the domination would be key. The other thing that I wonder if it plays into this, whether or not, is one of the things that came out around Super Bowl time last year was, is this Andy Reid's last year? Mm-hmm. Does that play into this type of decision? Does this Is this kind of looked at as maybe his potential last year and this is an all-in type of move for Kansas City trying to get him back to the Super Bowl for one more year? Uh, try to get him to go out with another Super Bowl out on top. I'm not saying Andy Reid's going to retire. I'm not saying that he should retire. I think he's got plenty of years left in the tank if he wants to coach. But he has been to the pinnacle – of the coaching platform. And if he is going to retire and there was talk that he could, you would think that maybe this is a way to get them back to the Super Bowl and to almost guarantee that they're going to be that team that's from the AFC to be fighting against whoever comes from the NFC. 
Yeah, I, I have to think so. And it's an interesting wrinkle there you threw in about about Andy himself because I, I think what he's done with Patrick Mahomes in, in recent history has solidified him as a Hall of Fame coach. That, I don't think anybody's going to question that any longer. Once he won the Super Bowl, I don't think they were ever going to. I, I agree. But if he were to win a back-to-back, I think that puts you in, I mean, rarefied air to the point that we might be talking GOAT for Andy Reid. That's interesting. I I get where you're going with that, but he I, it, I think Belichick was a great coach, uh, or is a great coach, but I don't think he is the coach that Andy is to some extent, in, in my opinion. Uh, I think Tom Brady really helped him a lot, but that's going to be a really hard discussion to have when Belichick has, has so many ranks compared to Reed. True, true. That, that, that would be what? Be three championships – and four appearances in a five-year span. That would be three Super Bowls. That would be four Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'd be four and three in the Super Bowl, and not as a head coach, but just four and three right. in the Super Bowl overall. He would have four rings, uh, but one of them would not be as a head coach. He got one with Green Bay, I believe, as a assistant coach. Right. So in order to do that, you got to put up points. The more points, the better. This this would, I believe, make them nearly unstoppable. But then it becomes about target share. Who's going to score the touchdowns? We have to discuss what that should look like if everything goes to plan in 2023. We'll do that in just a minute. So normally when we, when we rank our teams, we, we usually talk about production in terms of yardage. It's always like, oh, he'll do this. Oh, and he'll score, you know, X number of touchdowns. But I wanted to go back and revisit this, just kind of expand on, on what we think about who should be the guy that has the opportunity to put it in the end zone the most, in particular in the passing game. But I, I do think we should give Pacheco uh, a little bit of love here. Do you have a feel for how you, you expect it to be if everything goes according to plan? Well, let's assume that they don't get DeAndre Hopkins. So we're okay. looking at it as the team is right now. Uh, I think that's the fairest way to do it because DeAndre Hopkins is going to throw a wrench in everything. Uh, so to me, what is the baseline for where we think Mahomes is going to be touchdown-wise, passing-wise? I'm going to say 43. 43? Okay. I'd go 40. I was going to say 40 to 45. So <laughs> right in right in there. Uh, so let's just round up and let's go 45 total. Okay. Uh, so at that point, you figure Travis Kelsey is going to get 10. At least. He had I'd 12 last year. Yeah. Well, he had 12 last year, So and then he kind of fell off throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so he had 10 last year, at least during the regular season. I'm not sure how many he had in the postseason on top of that, but 12 was, the, I think, the number during the regular season. That's what we're talking about right now. Uh, so that gets him down to 35 left. How are you going to spread that out around the other receiving targets? I'm going to just make it real easy. I'm going to say with Justin Ro- sorry, Justin Watson on the roster, he's going to get three. Mm, okay. So you're going to start at the bottom. Okay. I'm with you. Um, well, I'm just I, throwing I out it, an easy one. Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep a running total. So we, we, we're given in Cal's 10. You got three of Justin Watson. Yep. I've got, and this is passing touchdowns right now, right? Yep. Are we talking total from scrimmage? Passing touchdowns. Okay, passing touchdowns. Then I have Kadarius Tony at nine. I have Sky Moore okay. at seven, and I have MVS at six. Then I have Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon both at five. 
32, okay. See, this is why you're the accountant. Yep, that gets you to 45. Yeah. So Clyde wouldn't have any. You think Pacheco is going to catch five touchdown passes? That's interesting. I, I, I think that's going to be the evolution. Okay. Interesting. Um, so none for Rasheed Rice, none for any of the other tight ends. That's where you're going. That's where I'm going right now. Until I see how they're going to deploy the tight ends in particular, I'd love to see Jody Fortson get four or five. Yep. I just don't know if every time I feel that he's about to take a big, bigger chunk out of the offense, it just doesn't seem to happen. So I'm, I'm being a little trepidatious here. Well, and he gets injured at times as well. So that throws a wrench in it as well. I get where you're going. I don't know that I'd have too many qualms with it. I don't know that I see Pacheco catching that many touchdowns. He, he just wasn't that involved in the passing game last year. Uh, so we'll see whether or not that ends up being the case. I do think Rasheed Rice gets one or two. Uh, and, and maybe maybe another one, depending on how much playing time he's able to force his hand into getting. And I think Noah Gray gets one. Uh, I don't know if it'll be early in the season or it'll be late in the season, but I think Noah Gray gets one. Uh, and Fortson's the big question mark. You're right. Is he going to get any? Is he going to be a part of the offense, or is he going to be a guy that just can't stay healthy and is not able to show the promise that we've seen from time to time? Fair enough. When we talk about from scrimmage, I think you're going to see another six probably from Pacheco. I think you're going to see two from Jarek. And I think the interesting thing to me is I think you're going to see Travis Kelsey score on the ground. On those little shovels or some other wrinkle, I think you're going to see that as well. So I, I think we should like be prepared um, for a little bit more ground points scored this season than last. I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench in there and say that uh, there's going to be a – Defensive lineman or offensive lineman scoring a touchdown at some point during the season. I like that. I like that. I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's passing, catching, throwing, or you know, passing, receiving, or or running. But it's going to be one of those. Obviously, okay. offensive linemen probably aren't going to throw the ball. But uh, you know, Allegretti got a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if they go another direction and have uh, one of their other big guys get a touchdown. So we'll just see. But um, I'd be here for I it. Think it I think Andy wants to be able to use some of those big guys down near the end zone, uh, especially if they're not going to have a fullback. Yeah. Agreed. And we know that he came out with that. And for those of you that are concerned about my safety, don't worry. I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, Andy actually made those comments a couple weeks ago or yeah, almost 10 days ago now um, about the fact that as we told you prior to the draft, that it looked like that was the the direction that it was going as soon as Mike Burton signed elsewhere, um, is that Andy was going to let go of that and ask Noah Gray to do it. And he specifically did call out Noah Gray to, for that role. And uh, some of the other tight ends can do some of those things as well. So I think that cleans up some of who's going to get the touches, particularly in the, the red zone. And that may lead to some of this uh, shift, I think, maybe in who scores the touchdowns. So here's my here's my real question, and I know we're talking passing touchdowns for Mahomes. Is there anybody else on the Chiefs roster that has a passing touchdown? Ooh, actually, I'm going to tell you yes. I do think Sky Moore will throw one. Over or under one and a half. Uh, under it's just it's going to be singular. He's going to have one opportunity. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm betting he can buy it. I went back and saw his high school highlights after he he cut some of them into. Uh, his his video on his uh, YouTube channel. I went back and, and looked at some of those stats. Like, there's possibility there. I'm just saying, and and I'm pretty dang sure that Andy Reid knows. So that's kind of where my expectations lie. 
Well, Kadarius Tony played QB as well, so there's another True. option as well. Uh, lots of different guys. Travis Kelsey, obviously, uh, we, we don't want to necessarily talk about that, but uh, no. it would not shock me to see it would not shock me to see Andy Reid go back to that well, regardless. Um, so we'll see. Yes, we will. Let us know who do you think is going to score the most. What do you think about DeAndre Hopkins? Do you think the Chiefs should pursue him? That's the number one question. Put it in the YouTube comments. Put it in the Spotify reviews. Put it in the Apple reviews. We would love to hear from you. We hope that you guys are enjoying your holiday. Everyone, stay safe and enjoy your time together. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Take care, and we'll talk to you then.